0: This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Coming to you, as always, from deep within the Outer Rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. My name is John Mark Tolley, and joining me today, as always,
0: is... Gary K. Jones, the one and only and... uh... I apologize in advance because I lost my voice over the weekend, and so at some point I'm sure my voice will crack, and I'll sound like I'm going through puberty all over again.
1: Well, you
0: know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um... <laughs> that was a little bit too much information. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> that's, that's <okay>. yes. <laughs> oh wow, well, we, we are have... talking about the newest episode of The Bad Batch. We are, which I.
1: I mean, this was, the more I think about it, I, re- I really want to go back and watch it again because this could be probably some of my favorite Star Wars that's ever, you know, to be a e- single episode to be on screen that I've seen in a long time. This was just, I really, really enjoyed this um, this episode. And it was good to see Crosshair back again. Yes, I agree. I, you know, we we what do we call him? Uh, our our favorite psychopath.
0: Yep, and he is most definitely our favorite psychopath. Hmm. Um. I mean,
1: just seeing in just the two episodes that we've seen, we've seen his. I think we've seen so much character growth from him in just two episodes. Yeah. Like just how he's growing as a character and. I'm just going to come back right now. I think what would be interesting is if he is the first one to turn rebel. I think think that would be an interesting turn if he's the one that gets the rest of the batch to turn fully rebel and become full – because it looks like he's turning that way too. I mean, it looks like he's – but from a different viewpoint than what – the the rest of the Bad Batch is. They both seem to be going towards the same same, uh, the same destination, the, the same destination point. But they're going there in two completely different ways. Hmm. And I think it'll be interesting if it's if it's Crosshair is the first one to kind of make that leap and go full, you
0: know, rab, rebel. It it would be interesting to see for sure because. I mean, this episode really, I mean, I don't know how much you want to give away, but this is really interesting because we see from the very beginning that he's being mistreated. and hes It's not the first time he's been mistreated by a commanding officer um, because it's something he experienced during the Clone Wars. It's something that mm-hmm. he's experienced since the Clone Wars. Um, but at the same time, he is starting to see more and more that he is one of the rare he's a, he's a, he's an oddity because he's a clone.
1: Yeah. But
0: um and and there's a conversation with him and the the clone commander that's at this outpost and when he asks him what unit he was with he says I was with, you know, clone 499. And that and as soon as he says that like the com- that commander already knows the, you know, what's going on with that. He already knows that there's some history there, and so to to, to see that, to hear that, it's um, yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of cool because they're having this conversation and they don't need to have. I mean, there's a little bit of shorthand to it, but there's no additional explanation needed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but the fact that the, the clone troopers are being so, uh, they're being so mishandled by uh, the imperial uh, lieutenant that's on station is. Uh, it's you, you. can see that it's starting to wear thin. Yeah, yeah. I also, I also
1: was interesting that even though the commander technically outranked that lieutenant, that wasn't the way it was going down. I mean, mm-hmm. that lieutenant was just going to be like, "Hey, I'm, in, I'm the human. I'm in charge here." Right. And I also thought it was interesting. He he always would refer to him as just lieutenant. Yep. lieutenant. There was no, no respect given. No,
0: yeah, it was just, <clears throat> yeah. There, there's a very interesting. The dynamics are there. There's a tension, and you, you can mm. see, like, you know, Crosshairs is one of those characters who is he's itching to shoot something or someone. Mm. That's what he does, and. You know, you can, it's not exactly like an addiction where like he, he gets an itchy trigger finger and he has to go shoot something just to, to, you know, scratch that itch, but you can see it in his head. He's working out all the angles of where am I going to have to kill you? When is this going to happen? What mm-hmm. weapon am I going to use? Yeah. And eventually it comes down to the fact that he just uses a basic sidearm, not even his, his, his rifle. He uses his sidearm. and He's just like, Hey, Lieutenant, and lieutenant's like, what? What do you want? Oh <clears throat> done. I, I mean, like, my question is, does the
1: Empire purposely hire the dumbest officers in the world in the galaxy? No, I mean
0: not, but they do. I mean, because obviously Mira in uh in Andor is not stupid by any means. Oh no, no. I will say this, they tend to hire the most arrogant.
1: Yes. Well, I mean, we kind of solved saw, saw that in a way that's almost by purpose, where you have all the officers fighting amongst themselves, you know, for, for the table scraps that it keeps the eye off the emperor. That anybody who would be, might, you know, have, have de- thro- designs on the throne, they'll be <coughs> fighting amongst themselves for that... N- second little promotion and not. So that was almost by design yeah. to kind of get those kind of, you know, weaselly type of people. I mean, we see that throughout history. I mean, look who a little mustache man surrounded himself with.
0: He surrounded himself with little fellow psychopaths and sycophants, but yeah, exactly. um, Well, and, and, you know, cult of personality is always going to, it's always going to generate something, but yeah, the, the main difference is that I for, for uh Palpatine's a little bit more strategic than that. it's not yeah. just a cult of personality where he becomes a particular crowd of, of sociopaths and narcissists. He's he's specifically cultivating um he's he's cultivating a specific type of of, of officer that they're ambitious enough to get the job done and to make it look good because they know that if they don't, they're on the line. Uh, but at the same time, it, the fact that, you know, you have these different personalities clashing with one another, it creates enough competition to distract them from the real goings on. No one's going to really start questioning it until, until it's too late.
1: Mm. Um, I thought it was also interesting you know, kind of going in the vein that we've gone through with some of these episodes, where you know it's like last week it was Star Wars meets Alien meets Kaiju movie. This mm-hmm. year it was Star Wars meets The Thing. Uh, did you get John Carpenter? Not not necessarily, just the the vibe of it being set in kind of like
0: this the, remote the
1: outpost. The atmosphere to me was very much John Carpenter's The Thing.
0: I I did get that, that wintry atmosphere. However, for me, the, the thing I, I, the connection I made was the gray starring, Leon. Yeah, because that's more winter survival.
1: And because
0: we didn't, we weren't dealing with a monster or anything like that. There's no life form. It was just people are, are, you know, you're, you're dealing with the wildlife, you're dealing with the terrain, you're dealing with the, the weather. And those are the things that are going to kill them faster than, than any other danger. Yeah, yeah, and just you know,
1: knowing that those clones have been there for you know who knows how long, you know, and by themselves with no, no, no reinforcements, no reinforcements coming, none, none on the way, no other supplies. Yeah, they probably they probably at that time if they had a Jedi, they probably already killed their Jedi they've probably already gone through you know we don't know if they've been there since order 66 or or after order 66 we don't know how long they've been there um and you know but we they had to have been there for a while because uh the one clone commander had already had had a pull pretty full beard going on
0: yeah that's very very true so um and so yeah i i i think was there anything about this episode that stuck that stuck out to you as something you didn't like?
1: Hmm. I I mean this is I to me this would just be nitpicky and I know the reason why they did it to move the story along but the And this is just just me personally. Like I said, I I'm, I'm rambling here, but the fact that it always has to be a completely incompetent imperial imperial leader, leader yeah. Um, I mean, it's a trope that I understand. And I understand why they did it for the episode, but I think there comes a time. Where it's like, okay, we get it. You know, a a a major imperial empire like that. Wouldn't be able to survive for as long as it did if every lieutenant and
0: thing was completely as incompetent as this guy was. Well, to be fair, the Empire only lasts for like what 30 years. True. This that's is not true. a very long time in the span of things. Think about how long the Republic had been there. Yeah. Prior this to is true. This is true. And like I said, that's that's just like a nitpicky thing. Yeah. Um the thing the thing I liked about it is because Crosshair's whole mantra since season one has been good soldiers follow orders yes that was the command that was embedded into their brains yes. because of that chip uh and because of of uh, order 66 and that that whole mantra you know is something that now he's forced to have to deal with he started leaning into that mantra and now he's he's seeing the repercussions of that, Mm. of that decision instead of joining with the rest of his team. And so now he's at a point where he has to decide what it means to be a good soldier. Does a good soldier follow orders or does a good soldier follow their conscience? Mm. And deep down, despite the fact that he has his psychopathic tendencies, he's starting to develop a conscience. Yeah. He saw guys, who were just like him, that were being abandoned by the Empire. And this is even after Camino had been shut down. This is even after the, the clone forces were being forced to retire, being forced out of the military. He's one of the few clones still operating. Hmm. And, I mean, that puts him well past an expiration date. Yeah. And what's interesting is, they were never geared towards having any kind of an expiration date, yeah. Other than being killed in battle, um. And so, looking at that, he's n- like he's now being forced to experience a conscience. It's something yeah. he's never had to deal with before, because before that, Hunter was his conscience, and Hunter gave the orders, and mm-hmm. so he was a good soldier. He followed orders. Now he's got to decide that for himself. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I never really thought about that, that, you know, even with the rest of the Batch, I mean, Batch now, that's kind of the way it is with the rest of them. Hunter is the conscious, and Hunter kind of steers the group. Um, what about you? Was there anything that stood out that you, you didn't really care for?
0: Um, I think the only thing I didn't really necessarily care for was the fact that again when they go into those caves it becomes very very difficult to see anything mm-hmm. on your screen yeah and like I mean we've seen it, it, it it's almost like the animators went to the um, the game of Thrones season 8 school of animating you know dark scenes yeah time scenes because like like I tried turning <laughs> up the Contra. I was watching um from my phone mmm and i tried turning up the contrast as, as high as i i could possibly get it and it still didn't make a difference it still yeah. made it almost impossible to see what i was watching yeah and that was really frustrating for me mm-hmm. other yeah. than that i mean i think the episode is is fairly fairly flawless i mean the storytelling yeah. is great there's a lot of good yes. storytelling there's a lot of good dialogue um there's there's some tension mm-hmm. uh, between the characters the dynamics are are amazing
1: yeah i think in it's that just... in that reveal i mean it was small it was a small thing but just knowing the ramifications when they yeah. find out what they were what they were going to retrieve you know, the armor that could have been there not just for the replacements but could have saved a lot of their lives because it was new armor it was
0: <coughs> excuse
1: me new equipment
0: yeah. Yeah, it was new equipment. It was,
1: and then even even more disheartening is when they finally get back all the reinforcements that they've been waiting for for probably you know months, if not years, shows up finally showing up. Yeah, and they're human. Yeah, they're stormtroopers. Got those Gen One Gen One stormtrooper helmets on.
0: Yeah, they do. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. that's just, it's just so. It's sad, but at the same time, you feel a little bit, a little bit of cathartic.
0: Yeah, um, there's yeah, a little there's bit of catharsis there.
1: Yeah, when he when he shoots the lieutenant, um, and then wakes up in the uh, the cloning. Which I mean, what's going to happen there? He's in the cloning facility with the with the cloning with the cloning doctor or the doctors, um. Which she's she was new. It was last it was last week her first appearance.
0: The doctor. Yes.
1: Yes, so, it is. And what's interesting
0: yeah. is, I have a sneaky suspicion because if you listen to her voice, she's got the same Kiwi accent as Omega. Mm. And yes. I think I think she might be an older version of Omega. Oh. Oh, now I don't know if the actress is the same, but the voice is very similar, and oh, so when I it. heard that and when I see the face, I'm like, This kind of looks like an older version of, of Omega. That would
1: be very interesting. Yes, I'm that's gonna be, yeah, because they say Omega is the key to everything, yeah, so that's gonna be very, you know. Um. yeah
0: that's and the Empire is very much wanting to get their hands on her again
1: yeah 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 it's been very it's been really interesting this season so far because up to this point other than the Empire just kind of being there there mm-hmm. hasn't really been a big antagonist overall I mean, the empire I mean the empire but it's just kind of been there you know it's been more you've had a lot of kind of adventure of the week and villain of the week if you want to call it that here and there but up to this point so I'm wondering if as you know we kind of get down near the the tail end of this of the season um if we're gonna start seeing more of a
0: definitive antagonist. Well, I think we I think we have been seeing a definitive antagonist. It's just it's been layered behind the scenes so well mm-hmm. that we haven't been able to see the forest for the trees. Yeah. Because I mean, if you look at it, who's the primary antagonist? It's the Empire. Yeah. The em- I mean, if you look at all of these things that have happened in these episodes dealing with um, you know, going to Sereno. And, and dealing with uh, Dooku's um, treasure trove. Yeah. And, and they're, I mean, they're, they're, the empire is plundering it
1: mm-hmm.
0: because they've spent how many millions, if not billions, of credits on the last few wars? Okay. Yeah. So now they've got all this money that they've got access to because Dooku left it behind. And the only person who knew about it, the only person, is Palpatine. Mm. So of course he's going to give it some priority because that puts money back in his coffers. I mean, he doesn't care about it because he can just go and take things by force, but things cost money. Where yeah. better to get it than treasure that nobody knows exists. Mm. Okay. But then we have, we, we see, you know, the last time that we saw, um, that we saw, uh, crosshair was in episode three. I mean, nine episodes we've gone without seeing him Yeah. episode three, the solitary clone. He's, I mean, he's dealing with those separatists who don't want to be a part of the empire. They don't want to be a part of anything else. They just want to be left alone and they're forced into it. And he is, yeah. and he f- helps force that. And he's seeing that the empire is not, the good thing that it's claiming to be. It's not bringing peace and order. It's bringing a hammer. Mm -hmm. And he's part of that hammer. Um, Then as we're, as we're, you know, going through episodes four through 11, we're seeing more of people, more of the planets and systems that have been impacted and abandoned by the, by the empire systems that should have been cared for, but weren't, or systems that were completely decimated when they shouldn't have been, um, and you're seeing the consequences of what has happened with the Clone Wars. Because yeah. the Clone Wars lasted for how many years? And
1: uh, yeah, four. I think four, four or five years. I think I thought they lasted longer than that. No, because they started at the end of uh, episode, two. episode Two, and then by Episode Three,
0: they were wrapping up. They're wrapping up. Okay, so maybe about four or five years, yeah. Yeah, four or five years. Um, but then, as we're going through and we're seeing all of these um, these different events, we're seeing that all of this is because of Palpatine's ma- machinations. Mm. And now, Crosshairs is finally seeing that, too. He's seeing that the Empire that claimed him to be a valuable asset doesn't give one rip about him.
1: Yeah.
0: No. He's a, and what's
1: sad is, despite what they're saying, they don't give a rip about the stormtroopers that are replacing them either. They're cannon fodder. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why, I mean, the the TIE fighters were never given shields or hyperdrive because they Mm can make thousands of them and just put dumb, dumb idiots in them that will just
0: go out and, you know. Yeah. Yep. So I regardless, I think this was a I think this was a really good episode. And I'm curious to see what the next four are gonna be like. Me too.
1: Me too. Definitely. Um while well, we have a little bit of time, uh a <coughs> quick little five minute review on Mando.
0: Absolutely, because I've uh, been
1: wanting to talk Mythosaur. Oh, I literally I'm not joking. I know people say Literally all the time don't meet it, but when we're when we're watching that and he's going up and I see it, I literally screamed out Mythosaur. My I wife, figured, I, I mean, life. like
0: as soon as I saw him get dragged under, I'm like, okay, there's probably like a Dianoga or something, some other animal that's in the water. And or maybe he just slipped and fell because maybe he's being clumsy. But because we've never really seen him in water other than uh other than that one episode where he meets up with uh, with the other Mandalorians, yeah, when he's in search for the, for uh, Ahsoka, yeah. but I mean, this was like just oh my gosh! I saw that on screen. I'm like, it's a mythosaur. Oh, that was like, so cool. I was in the middle of I was actually um, in the middle of substitute teaching a class and the kids were all doing stuff on their computers and i'm sitting there i'm i'm doing stuff on my computer i'm watching the episode because i had uh because i downloaded it onto my phone and i had because um, i don't have any internet out there so right. i downloaded it i'm watching it and all of a sudden i see the face and the eye of this mythosaur and i'm like holy crap and like a student nearby just turns and looks at me i'm like don't worry i just saw something really cool
1: <laughs> very okay. yes yes i it was that was another really good episode, I thought.
0: But what I thought was interesting is the tone, there's a tonal shift between the two episodes. Mm-hmm. The first the first episode, the season premiere from two weeks ago, not, not a lot really happens. I mean, yeah, we have that action set piece with the, the dog fight. Yeah. Which is really cool. But for the most part, there's nothing that really pushes the action or drives the plot very well. Yeah. This one is more plot heavy. Yes. And But one of the things I really appreciate about it is we're staring to see Grogu have a bit more mobility Mm -hmm. as a character, physical mobility as a character. But we're also seeing him uh, being a bit more autonomous. Yeah. Like he's just told to leave and go get and and to go get um, Bo-Katan. And he does that. He does that. But um, it, it's the fact that, like, he paid attention to what Mando was teaching him, points to where he needs to go on the, on the star chart. Yeah. The droid responds. They get where they need to go. Yeah. Yeah. And he's willing yeah. really to brave going back into the cave with her to go mm-hmm. get Djarin. Yes.
1: Yeah. I I I liked. I really liked that. I liked the the uh, kind of back and forth between. Bo and and Mando and Den, um, as they're talking about, you know, their upbringing and you know how she took the oath too. She she did all of that, but they're they have completely different views on 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 what it means and how. You know, yeah, yeah. It's just it was just I think it was a really good episode. I can't wait to watch the next one tomorrow. Yeah,
0: and what's bad oh, batch. Yes. It's yeah, it's going to be so good. It's going to oh. be so good.
1: Well, um <laughs> what well, I guess we can wrap things up quick. Uh letter grade for bad batch uh I two, a solid A+. Plus. Me too, A+. Plus. Yeah. Definitely the best episode this season, which is I think it's interesting that the the two for me, the two best episodes have, have been crosshairs crosshair episodes. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And you know what? As a character, I, I like the fact that he like he he's able to hold an episode by himself. Yeah. He's that captivating of a character and he's that well written mm. that he's able to hold an episode by himself.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So absolutely. Uh well, why don't you tell the people out there where they can find you at? Well, you guys can find me on a couple of locations. First, you'll be able to find me on Instagram and Twitter at gkj_publishing, uh, where I post about the books that I write, about all the things I'm doing on my YouTube channel, which is called Gkj Publishing. On that channel, I do a show called The Right Way, where we talk uh, book recommendations, author interviews, and creative writing tips. Uh, last week, I just had a really good, really cool set of creative writing tips come out. This week, however. This Saturday, I have my 200th milestone episode, where I get to interview Jonathan Mayberry. He's a multi, he's a an award winning, uh, multi genre author who's worked for Marvel. Uh, he's worked on a bunch of other really cool stuff, um, and if you've ever seen the 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 TV series V Wars on Netflix, that's based on his work as well. Hmm. Nice, yeah. Nice.
1: Uh, well as for us right here you can get a hold of us by going to first of our email is at war of the war of the stars one at gmail.com that is also our twitter handle check it out at war of the stars one uh you can check us out on facebook and instagram just search war of the stars um check out our facebook page check out our instagram uh we're gonna be probably putting up some to start putting up some stuff on insta here uh coming up soon kind of work on that a little bit uh if you want to support the show go to our patreon patreon.com forward slash for the stars or go to our spreadsheet shop and get our cool merch link is in the description of over in the description of the show notes and in our twitter uh on our twitter page twitter profile profile page check that out uh check us out on spotify and wherever other fine podcasts are heard. And uh, oh, of course, we're a part of the Red Five Network. Go to redfinenetwork.com for more information on all the shows. And that is about it. So always remember, this is not just my Star Wars. This is not just your Star Wars. This is our Star Wars. Until next time, may the Force be with you. This is the way.